Shalom Abrahu Rabtu Mesechas Nozir Daf Chof Dalet Rezaf discusses what to do with the woman's carbonus after her husband is made for her Nazirus. You already set them aside. What do we do with them now? And we discuss that Masha Konsa Ishtoi Kona Bala. And another three cases of Nazirus when there wouldn't be any Lechem brought together with the Shalmei. Naziris. We give the Mishnah that tells us that if a woman takes a nether on Naziris and then she sets aside her kabanas for when she's done. But in the meantime, her father, her uh, husband, uh, is made for her Naziris. So if she brought those kabanas, those, those kabanas were set aside from his stash of animals, then those animals go out and they graze, they're good to go. But if they were her own animal, then the karbanchatas that she sets aside is put to death because she no longer needs that kapara. It's like a chata shemesu balel. The oila that she set aside is brought as a carbon oila. The shlomim is brought as a shlomim. The only difference is that it's only eaten for one day instead of two and there's no need to bring lechem along with these shlomim. However, if she didn't set aside animals, she just set aside money. So stam, she set aside money, stam for kabanas. So that money should, all of that money should go for Karbana and Adava. However, if she divided up that money, de- uh, designating each pile of money for its Karbanas, then the Khatas money is thrown into the Yama Melech, no, I know I've gotten from there. Although if someone does get enough from that money, it's not considered Me'ila. The money for the Karban Oila is bought, is spent on a Karban Oila, there, that would be Me'ila. The money that she set aside for shlomim is brought as a shlomim, also only eaten for one day, and does not require lechem, the lechem and is brought along with that shlomim. In the Gemara we ask, who's the Tana that holds that if she designated these animals from her husband's Eder, from his animals, that there's no Kedusha and there's no issue uh, with those animals after he's made for it. So the first way of learning the Gemara is that Rav Chista tells us it's all in Shittas Rabbanon and not Rabbi Yehuda. So we have this Machlekes, uh, Rabbanon and Rabbi Yehuda, whether the husband is responsible to pay for his wife's Karbanas. The, the Rabbanon say that he's not, and the Rabbi Yehuda says, he says that he is responsible. Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, in our Mishnah, those animals should not go out scot-free because he's responsible for supplying her with her Karbanon and Aziris. We see this in a, in a bride survey. Who tells us that a, 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 when someone brings a carbon, so if the woman's bringing the carbon, we look at the husband's uh, financial status to decide what type of carbon to bring. We don't look at her financial status. We look at the husband's because the pasuk because he writes in his ksuba to her kol achrayas de islech alai min kadam tadona. He's going to pay for all of her expenses. Included in that are all the kabanas. Therefore, in our mishnah, after he's made for her. Her Naziris, those Karbanas that, that she set aside were actually his responsibility. Rava disagrees and he says, you know, Amishnah could even be your Behuda because the husband is only responsible to pay for her Karbanas and the things in the Karbanas that she actually has to bring. But these Karbanas, he was already made for a Naziris. She's bringing Karbanas and Naziris when she's not a Nazir anymore. That he's not responsible to bring. So even a Behuda can say that the animals can go out and graze. Although there, there is a second way of learning our entire Gemara. In this version, Rebbe Chista tells us that our Mishnah is actually a Yehuda. 
because uh, how does it, how does Rabbi Huda fit in our Mishnah? Because he's only responsible to pay for her carbonos that she's chayv to bring, not fake carbonos carbonos on Naziris when she's not a Nazir. According to the Rabbanon, he wouldn't owe her anything. The Gemara asks, how according to the Rabbanon would he ever be chayev to pay for her carbonos? When would these animals ever have to be uh, killed? Or when the chad doesn't need to be killed after he's made for it, that would only be if he is makne her an animal, and then she takes that animal and designates that for her chadas nazirus. Then that animal would even need to be killed according to the rabbanon. Rava, in this way of learning gemara, again disagrees with the mechista and says, "No, our mishnah can even be the rabbanon, even when he actually is makne her an animal. That kenyan would only work." if she's bringing a carbon that she actually has to bring. But over here, she only half has to bring it because she's not a Nazar anymore. Now, just a side point, the, 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 the Gemara points out that we said in Mishnah, if she brought from her own animals, then there's a separate set of halachas that the Chathas has to die and they bring the carbon to Eulah. Where did she get an animal from? Masha Konsa Isha Kona Baila. Anything she owns belongs to her husband. What do you mean her animal? So we have two ways that she could actually own her own animal. Our Papa answers that she withheld some of her allowance and didn't spend all of her money and saved up to buy this carbon. The second answer is that she's able to go to somebody and buy an animal out nigh that her husband has no rishos in it. In that way, it wouldn't actually belong to her husband at all. Next thing where it tells us that uh, Shmuel told Abu about Ihi, don't sit down on the floor until you tell me, you explain to me this sugya. Tell me four cases when a Nazar would not bring Lechem with his carbon. So he says the, the, case, the, the four cases are her carbon, uh, his carbon, her carbon, after he dies or after he gets a kapara. So we already described her carbon, that, that would be after the husband is Mayfair, her Naziris. His carbon, right? So then the, he would not, she would not be bringing uh, Lachme Naziris with that carbon. These are all going to be cases when it's not a full-fledged Nazir's carbon. The second uh, case is when it's called Shaloi, his carbon. That's a case in a Mishnah when a guy makes his son into a neder, into a Nazir, uh, which a father's allowed to do, a woman's not allowed to do that to uh, her daughter, uh, to her son. But uh, if the son shaves his own hair in, in protest, or, her fam- or his family says, it's not right that your father made you a Nazir and they shave his hair, if he makes a macho or the, the relatives make a macho, then this Naziris is, is uprooted. So, but what happens if they already set aside money for this kid's karbanas? So, if it was stam money, spend that all on karbana and the If they divide it up for the karbanas, then the chatas, money has to go into the yamamelech. The oila is used to buy a carbon oila, a full-fledged oila that there would be me'ila, the shlamim. Money would buy a shlomim, and that you would have to eat in one day. And here also, you would not bring lechem with this nazir's carbon because this kid's nazir's was forced upon him and retracted. The third case we have is posthumous, right? What's this case? The Brainsa tells us if someone sets aside money for his nazir's, that money is not, you're not allowed to get any handout from it. You're not allowed to, uh, but although it wouldn't be an isra if he did. Because technically, this money can every dollar here can be used for carbon shlomim, which is not kachim kachim until after zrika, which wouldn't be an isra me'ila. Fine. What happens if he dies? 
So if this money was stam, nothing was designated for specific karbanas, spend it all on karbanas and nidavas. But if they were designated, then the chatos goes into the amamelech. That money goes into the amamelech. You can't get enough from that money, but there's no me'ila. The oila money is spent on an oila, and that would be an esr me'ila. The shlamim money would be brought, or would be used to, be, to bring a karban shlamim, and that would be eaten in one day and does not require lechem. There's your third case. The fourth case is after he gets his kapara. But that's actually just as far. We don't have a brace or mission to back that up. It's just that if after the person dies, he doesn't need to bring lechem because he doesn't actually need a kapara anymore. So too, if the guy already got his kapara with bringing another animal, he lost this one and then found it again. So over here also, he doesn't need a kapara, so he wouldn't need to bring lechem with this carbon. The kapara says, wait, you only have four cases. Any other shalmin does here, if they do the shechita incorrectly. Over here also, they would not, it would be kosher. The carbon is kosher, but it doesn't count as a fulfillment of the owner's carbon requirement. And you would eat that carbon in one day instead of two. And it would not require lechem or zroya. So you, this is a, these are, are, are other cases when you would not need to bring lechem. The Gemara answers, you would not need to bring lechem with a case of a carbon naziris that was brought incorrectly. But we're listing the cases when the carbon was executed properly. We're not counting the cases when there was just a total mess up in the shechita. If they brought the animal when it wasn't two years old, if it wasn't l'shem, shalom nazir, those aren't of our list of four cases when you won't bring lechem, although it is true that you wouldn't bring lechem in that case either. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.